Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and horror TV shows, and maybe how to survive life along the way. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, and today I know everyone's very excited. We're doing another episode of the Scream TV show, The Wheel of Spooks Betrayed Us Once Again. <laughs> We're talking about the second episode of Season 2 of Scream, which is called Psycho. How do you know my name? Doesn't everyone? Aired on June 6th. 2016, and I'm joined by our Scream TV show correspondent, Jacob Colness. Jacob, how are you doing? I'm good. We're like, what, two-sevenths of the way through season two? Uh, I'm not no. great at fractions. One-sevenths? One I'm not sure. All I know is we're not far enough. No, we're, we're, we're barely through. I don't even feel like we've met all the suspects yet. Uh, could be. Could be the case. I will not confirm or deny. Uh, we watched Psycho, not the movie. That yeah, was, unfortunately. Uh, that was two episodes ago on the podcast, I believe. We did Psycho the movie. Mm. Um, and now uh, with Nikki Monta uh, as correspondent for the Psycho movies, uh, we are unfortunately doing the Psycho episode. What did you think of the episode? I don't have a lot of thoughts on the episode. It's to kind be of a nothing burger. On yeah, the episode. A lot of the setup in this episode kind of went nowhere for the most part, except for like one reveal at the end. Which Other- is super stupid. Oh, it's super stupid, and it's just like. <sighs> hilariously stupid we're gonna circle back to this now it's very hard to like have an opinion on this episode because this is one of those episodes where i have a hard time for the most part when watching tv shows judging at individual episodes i usually judge seasons of tv like whole seasons because like one piece is just a part of a larger whole and here there's just there's just what is there to talk about not much apparently <laughs> like it to have an opinion on this episode to have a strong opinion on this episode you have to be like so deep into this series as a fan and there are so few of those out is, there is in the there world anybody oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it, it, a whole lot of nothing happens in this episode it's clearly just setting up for the rest of the season yeah, it's a lot of people just being like triggered or 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 suspicious Yep, uh, we're dealing a lot of uh, with a lot of MSPTSD, which that's fine. I, I you know that's kind of like her story, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. You know, and then that is something I do find interesting for people, uh, characters who survive slasher movies. What are they like in the sequel? And that's kind of what they're exploring with them. It's a little sloppy, but I, th- I think the idea is okay. It's just that there wasn't enough in the rest of the episode. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard to like compare it to like someone like Sydney and Scream Two, yep. who. I mean, this because in Scream 2, I mean, it's about the same amount of time between... What is it, like a year? Yeah, it is about a year. Yeah. And, and, and and Emma was in therapy for, what, six months or something? Three, Three months? Three. So. so it's shorter time. Shorter time. So, like, with Sydney in Scream 2, she's she has, like, a new best friend, and she's, she's a little bit more normal, but she does suffer, like, occasional ounces of paranoia. The theater scene, The theater example. scene, yeah. And she obviously... She went through probably even more trauma than Emma in this series, like from just from that one screen, first screen movie. Yeah, yeah. Especially because the the person that ended up being the killer was her her boyfriend. Yeah, and not not just person. not just some person that she met like that. You know, random ass span podcaster. of time. Yeah, and so what they're doing here is they're not ignoring the issue, which is nice in this in this season. I don't exactly know how well the therapy pising or the whatever the word is um of her with other characters like with her teacher and whatnot like how 
strong an element that is going to be or sure. or how beneficial it is to her character but you know we're still we're still so early in this season that it's hard to tell yeah before we get started the point of this podcast is we are trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies or tv shows so you can check out the current list of rules on our twitter account at how to horror that's how the number two horror we have all 61 rules on there we're gonna go through the the plot of this episode of scream character decision by decision beat by beat Story point by story point to see if we need to add any new rules to the, the current list. So check that out. And yeah, I think that's about it. We can jump into this thing now. Okay. All right. So the episode begins exactly where last time we left off with Emma being in that farmhouse that was owned by Brandon James's brother. Mm-hmm. And there's a shadowy figure. And she had found all these photos of her in this house. That's where we start. So right off, Emma, you are in a horror movie TV show. Yeah. Credit to her. Rule number 11, get out. Get out! She just bolts right out of this house, finds Brooke waiting for her outside. It's like, hey, there's something creepy in there. And Brooke's like, cool, let's go. And they get in the car and drive away. First, like, 20 seconds of this episode. They're and gone. then the title drops. Yeah. yeah. It is so quick. We don't even meet, like, a red herring new character. We're just done. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. This might have went too quick. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, this, this honestly, because I wasn't ready to jump into the episode quite yet as soon as it started playing, because I was still trying to remember what happened in the last, yep. at the end of the last episode. And so, t- literally, like, 20 seconds before the title drops of what happens in that scene, because as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, they did meet some creepy guy in there, but, like, I guess we're just not going to find out who that is. Yep, we're done. We're we're just out of the scene already. Yep, Emma and Brooke escaped. So the buildup from the prior episode led to basically nothing. Very stupid from like a, a TV story structure standpoint. Very yeah. smart for these characters. Yeah. But also the next batch of scenes here go also absurdly fast. Absurd. Emma's going to go home and immediately tell Maggie, her mom, what happened. And apparently Emma had been to this barn before. That's why the dreams were popping up. After everything went down, when Brandon and James went on this massacre, Maggie stayed in touch with the James family. They moved out to this farm to be a little more isolated from the town. And Maggie would go visit them because she was close with this family. And she brought Emma with when she was really young. And that's why Emma remembers this place. Maggie doesn't want there to be any more secrets here. So she takes Emma back out to the farmhouse to go check it out and and verify everything. They're going to get there. I don't love them going out there, but I get it. You know, maybe call in a cop as backup. Maybe yeah. rule 12, wait for backup. Well, the sheriff is dead, you know. Sheriff's dead. <laughs> but, you know, Maggie works for the crime lab. You know, she could get Yeah, but she's not cop. fucking the sheriff this time. Not not yet. Not yet, apparently. Yeah, maybe don't just go just the two of you. Maybe bring a weapon with rule 5, lock and load. But they're going to go to the house and it's completely empty. Nothing's there. And so the, that's kind of the crux of this episode. Emma starts to get, wonder if she's crazy because she, somebody, Brooke is going to point out later, hey, remember last season you had hallucinations? You saw Will. You saw your dad. None of that was real. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's happening again. Maybe it is. Perhaps. Perhaps. Treat it as real until you can confirm otherwise would be my advice in this situation. So the next day, Emma's going to go tell Kieran everything. He wants her to go to the cops. She refuses. As Emma leaves Kieran's house, a blue car starts to follow her. Creepy. Who's in the blue car? It, we're going to find out it's her dad. Spoiler. We, we don't know that yet. It's just some random weirdo in a blue car. But it's literally just her dad following her around. Like, what the hell? We'll get more into this later. But what the hell? Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's things to say about this. Yeah. There's a lot of bad decision making on his part. Yep. 
Noah, in the last episode, he did an episode of his podcast interviewing Emma. And he gets a comment on the interview from someone named Eddie. We'll meet Eddie a little bit later. Eddie Kruger. Eddie Kruger is his screen name. His real name is Eddie. And this comment says, hey, Piper had an accomplice and I can prove it. So Noah's very interested, has reached out to this guy. He's going to meet up with him later. Eddie works at a motel and claims Piper stayed at that motel some of the time while she was in Lakewood. So she had a house, it turns out, and she was staying at the motel. Well, yeah, motel. we've been to the house. Yep. Yeah. Why was she staying at this motel then? I don't know. To throw people off, I guess? Maybe. Could be. But he wants to be interviewed, and he doesn't want to tell Noah who the accomplice is. He wants to say it during an interview so he can have a big moment on the podcast. Yeah. And it's probably going to be fucking Audrey or something that he's going to say. Like, he's whoever the person is. Could be. Emma and Kieran, they're going to talk to Brooke. Brooke can't confirm anything that happened. She's like, hey, you know, you saw stuff last season. Blah, blah, blah. The whole Lakewood 6 meetup. Oh, wait. It's just Lakewood 5. Jake's missing. Brooke's getting a little worried. His parents are in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Jake's on his own. Yeah, so she's a little bit worried. Mm-hmm. Should be. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really unfortunate when your kid dies while you're on vacation. Yeah, I don't know. Not There's really not, much you can do about that. Not much you can do. You might as well just finish the vacation. <laughs> Audrey gets another threatening text message, and she sees that girl, Haley, who is one of the pranksters from the last episode, on her phone texting. And so Audrey's going to confront her. She's just texting her boyfriend. Yep. And this is a weird, weirdly shot scene because they go point of view for some of it, and it, it's really jarring. Yeah. It's like a different show for a moment there. (laughs) So I guess it's not Haley, not texting her. Mm -hmm. So Brooke, in in class, Brooke is going to text Jake, hey, if you give me a quick response, I will give you a boob pic. Like he hasn't seen those before. (laughs) Or doesn't have boob pics in general. (laughs) Right. She's worried. Emma is going to talk to the teacher, Miss Lang, like, hey, can we meet up later? Talk about my problems. Sure, we'll meet up for coffee later tonight. I mean, couldn't you talk right now? I mean, I guess maybe she's got another well, class. Well, she has the next class. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, we don't know what time of day it is. Yeah. But we had four minutes between classes in high yeah. school. And of course, they choose the one coffee shop. Apparently, there's only one. One coffee shop in Lakewood. In, in, in Lakewood. The that one, <laughs> Emma the one that Piper Emma had. has trauma at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't know, so it's it's not on her. But yeah. Emma Emma doesn't like tell her immediately, like, hey, maybe do you want to go somewhere else? Like, is Anywhere else. Anywhere else. Audrey offers to go with Noah to film the interview with Eddie for the podcast. And Audrey's got a, you know, she wants to figure out what Eddie knows. Because, again, Audrey's got a mysterious secret. Mm-hmm. Emma is in the high school, and she's at her locker. And she runs into this new character, a guy named Eli. He is played by Sean Grandilo. He was a recurring character on the show The Real O'Neills, which was a show I really liked. Mm. Eli is fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, the vibes are a little off when, when she first meets him, and he's being a little suspicious, like, almost like... Red not, herring. Like, for the show, intentionally, but, like, maybe to him, like, that's just who he is, and he doesn't realize it, but at the same time, it's like, dude, know who you're talking to, like, explain yourself a little bit, yep. clean uh, up your image. Rule number nine, be careful what you say and how you say it. Yeah. Don't like, even be a creep. You don't, you don't even have to be the killer, just, like... Don't be like that. Don't be weird. So, <laughs> but we'll 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 see later on that him and his mom have like a weird vibe. Yeah, these are we're gonna meet They're Eli and his no mom good. in this episode. Some interesting new characters, I would say. They remind me of Jake and Will in that I don't think that they are going to be like suspects. Like they'll be suspects, but like they won't. I I don't buy them as suspects. Sure, but they're gonna have an entirely different side plot 
that is going to have like little cliffhangers at the end of episodes to like keep you guessing, but like ultimately their storyline is not like the main storyline. Sure. Could be. I guess we'll see. So we're in the middle of Lakewood Days. Lakewood Days is starting, which is like the town festival. A lot of towns have these. Did 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 your town have one of these? What, like a festival? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Small towns always have like summer festivals, summer summer fests. Yeah. You know, my hometown has one that I cannot remember the name of. I never went, so... Yeah. But Eli knows Emma's name, and he doesn't go to school here. What? <laughs> what are you doing here, and why are you being a creep? Yeah. When she's like, how do you know my name? He's like, oh, doesn't everyone know your name? He just walks away. What? <laughs> the fuck was that? Finish the conversation, buddy. Dude, that was so weird. <laughs> like, Emma should have just followed him and be like, no, 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 no. We're not no, done. We're not done here. <laughs> like, explain yourself, <laughs> sir. Who the fuck are you? And then he'd be like, oh, no, I'm Kieran's cousin. Yeah. Like, oh, that. thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's what I needed to know. Thank you. So Brooke and her dad, the mayor, we haven't seen him in a while because he was arrested for a little bit last season. Mm-hmm. But they meet up at a coffee shop. There is a big event. And the same coffee the shop? Same ca- the one coffee the shop. The one coffee shop, yeah. The Grind House, which... And the whole town goes there. Sounds like something else. Yeah. <laughs> so Lakewood Day is like opening ceremony or something is tonight. It's a big photo opportunity. Re-election time's coming up. Mayor wants to be there with Brooke. I don't think he's got a shot. He's got Uh, too much controversy. You know? Although in a small town, you usually elect the same people over and over again, no matter what. So We don't know if anyone's running against him at this point. That's true. He could be running unopposed. Yep. And how popular is he in town? Like, maybe, like, shady stuff aside, has he been saving people money or something like that? Then he'll probably get reelected. Yeah, it depends on the politics of the town. Yep. We need a little bit more information before we can make a a call on this. Mm -hmm. We'll do some election coverage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Brooke Stelzer heard back from Jake. Interestingly, the mayor has also been texting Jake. <laughs> yeah, and Jake has been flirting in those texts, too. Jake likey. Jakey likey. Stop. Get out of here. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> I miss him already. He should have should go to hell for those texts. <laughs> the mysterious thing Jake was doing at that construction site with the gas can, the mayor put him up to. We still don't know what it was, but he was doing it at behest of the mayor. So there's some sort of connection there. Neither of them can get a hold of Jake, though, by text or phone call. It's Kieran, a weird, the weird triangle. It's, it's weird. It's very strange. Kieran's going to get home, and uh, the new sheriff is there waiting for him. And Kieran has been living on his own since his dad died. He's not 18. I mean, yeah, that's a problem. So his legal guardian is his dad's sister, Tina. We meet Tina for the first time. She's there. Legal guardian. Kind of skeezy. I don't know what is her deal, but whatever it is, it's probably like probably not worth it. Very much an opportunist. Yeah. But she hasn't she lives in Atlanta. This Lakewood's in Colorado. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, I check on him whenever I can. So the sheriff's like, this cannot continue. This is illegal. Something's gotta change here. Yeah. Yeah, fair. <laughs> like, Karen, do you have any other family? <laughs> any Anyone other else. family? And, and basically, after the sheriff leaves, it's revealed that Tina was getting money for being Kieran's legal guardian, and in return, Kieran could live by himself. Tina would just kind of leave him alone, and he was supposed to just keep a low profile until he turned 18. He got a noise complaint called on him because he had a party the other night, so that's why the sheriff went and checked on him. You gotta not have those parties, kids. Yep. When there's killers about, no parties. Move. Move out of your town. Do it somewhere else. So Kieran calls Emma and, oh, cool, he's getting promoted to a better TV show, Atlanta, instead of Scream. What? 
It's a joke. Oh. <laughs> no, Kieran uh, is going to have to... Sounds like he's going to have to move to Atlanta with Tina because he can't live on his own anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, Atlanta is done. Atlanta wrapped up. Oh, well, so did Scream. It, it did, although they could bring it back. <laughs> we could have a revival. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to bring it back and do it right. Post-movie revival. Hell yeah. So Emma tells Maggie she's devastated. Emma's devastated that Kieran's going to leave. Her boy toy's going to leave for Atlanta. Brooke is going to go to the police station to fill, a missing, fill out a missing persons report. And Gustavo, the son of the sheriff, is there. And he goes, I forgot about this, honestly. He goes by the nickname Stavo. Stavo. Yeah. What a greaser. <laughs> <laughs> honestly? <laughs> yes. She just wants to pick a fight. Hey. Stavo. This is our turf. And it turns out Stavo knows like, everything about the Lakewood Six and has them ranked. And he's like, yeah, Jake's number six. Yeah, but that's that's pretty appropriate for the type of character that he is. If he's like, I would imagine that Noah has also ranked himself among his other <laughs> friends that are <laughs> part of the six. Noah's ranked three. I'm sure he's ranked suspects. I'm sure like that's what you do when you're like an obsessive over this type of stuff. Sure. You make lists. I mean, I do it with movies all the time. I don't rank people. I mean, you can rank people. I could. Do you have like a top three most hated people ranked? Uh, I have a list of people I hate. Uh, I don't have them ranked, but there's just like a t- maybe it's a tier list. Yeah. Um, S tier. Yeah. tier. Uh, uh, S tier hate. There's like four or five people on that, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, she's not going to end up eventually getting a text from Jake, basically just asking for the boob pick. Jake in quotation marks. No, Jake's obviously dead. Killer texts Brooke. Hey, pick? Question mark. <laughs> he just wants to see a little boob. That's it. He's you know not even going to bother her. Props for the killer. Nailed the Jake impersonation text. Boobs? Yeah. Question mark. He probably knows Jake. Maybe. If your theory's right. Yeah, perhaps. Although we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. So Maggie's going to go visit Tina, Aunt Tina, and basically... She's going to ask, hey, like, hey, could Kieran come live with us so that way Emma doesn't lose him? <laughs> Tina's not going to go along with that. We'll get more into that later. She's very ready for her daughter to have, like, unlimited sex. Yep. <laughs> hey, you know, the sheriff's dead. Maggie's not having sex anymore. Might as well let Emma. Like, what bedroom is he going to take? <laughs> sleep on the couch, can't, I guess. Can't sleep on the couch. He's a guest. When you have, like, your parents inviting someone to stay at your house... They don't sleep on the couch. You sleep on the couch. Uh, well, they get I, your room. Uh, whenever I have guests stay at my place, I always make them sleep on the couch or the air mattress. Yes, but that's because you are a 20-some adult. Yes, like, that's true. You're, as a parent with children, the children sleep on the couch. The guests get the bed. Yeah, there you go. You, you make the kids sleep on the couch. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's the right way to go. <laughs> Emma, you, you're sleeping on the couch. Emma's sleeping on the couch. <laughs> that would actually be hilarious. I would love it if they, we'd gone that direction instead. Mm-hmm. Emma is going to go meet up with Miss Lang at the coffee shop. She tells him her about everything with the farm and the photos. Miss Lang is like, eh, it probably wasn't real. And she's also secretly recording this entire conversation. Yeah, what the hell, lady? That's not okay. Yeah, like all of this is weird. She's giving me Piper impressions. And I think that's what the show wants. Mm -hmm. That way I completely rule her out. Okay. There's just no way that they would repeat a second, like female investigative investigate well just like someone that's like her emotional support that's not her mom what if they did though i this is stupid (laughs) there's no way that this season is better than season one and has that twist sure (laughs) there are avenues that this show can go down that would make it worse than season one no matter what they do (laughs) and that's one of them emma goes to pick up the coffee and she sees someone sitting on the couch where piper used to sit 
brunette wearing glasses. There's a ton of those in every coffee shop you go to. Yep. Good luck ever walking Good into luck a coffee shop. Ever, yeah, for sure. The, your barista probably looks that way, too. Honestly, yeah. Uh, so Emma has a panic attack, but eventually does calm down. And Miss Lang suggests, like, hey, you know, you need to, like, prove to yourself Piper's done and gone. So whatever you need to do to prove that to yourself, do it. Okay? I guess that makes some sort of sense. Yeah, dig up her grave, like, yeah. drag me to hell. <laughs> yeah, or um, Friday the 13th, part six. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's how you brought Jason back to life. So maybe mm-hmm. don't do that. Brooke's going to go out to her car, find a bunch of roses and a card that says I'm sorry on it. So Brooke obviously thinks Jake is still alive. Uh-oh. Yeah, if, if if one of these characters was missing for this amount of time, I would I'd be very like <laughs> anxious about what happened to them. Yeah, because they're horror movie survivors. Not not like, oh, he's just not in school. Oh, he's just not answering my texts. Like, bitch, he's dead. Bitch, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead or he's bound somewhere <laughs> and about to die. Yep, exactly. Emma goes to see Kieran. And who answers the door but that fucker Eli. And yeah, it being tur- weird again. Turns out Eli is Kieran's cousin. Tina is Eli's mother. Mm-hmm. So that and everything It's all in the family. Now. It's all in the family. Emma asks Kieran to go with her and they're, they're going to go drive off somewhere. But Eli is talking to his mom. They live in a shitty one-bedroom apartment in Atlanta with her deadbeat boyfriend. And she doesn't have a job. They have nothing in Atlanta. So Eli's like, hey, we should move into this house and stay here rent-free. Because what's Kieran going to do? Is that legal? I mean, it, I guess it could be. If the sheriff owned it. Yeah. Kieran can't really kick him out. Does she have to, like, sign her name on papers or whatever to, like, or does she just get to move in? I guess it, since it's, like, a legal guardian situation, if Kieran owns the house, it might be, like, a temporary thing where she, it's in, it's hers until Kieran's but would, 18. would he own the house? I don't know. If, if the sheriff left it to him, maybe. Yeah, that's weird. Okay. Yeah, I don't really it's know. Just, it's, it, it's, it's a weird conversation when he's not 18 yet, and so there's all these legalities yeah. that, like, conflict. Although, what, it's been three months. I guess the, his age was never really stated. Yeah. yeah. We, we have no, no idea how old these people are. Yeah. I mean, they're, technically, they're all 30, so yeah, yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter. Brooke is going to doll herself up to go meet up with Jake to bang. Mm-hmm. Fully and, expecting him to be there and yep, alive. Yep. So she's getting ready and her dad walks in and she's like, hey, I'm not going to your stupid photo op. I don't give a shit. Uh, by the way, I'm dating Jake. I know you don't like him, but you can get over it. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't have to worry about that. <laughs> yep. Good news. Good, Good news, news, Mr. Mayor. And he's like, well, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Noah is at the motel waiting for Audrey. She doesn't show up, so he's going to go in to interview Eddie on his own. Meanwhile, Emma and Kieran, they're going to go out to the dock where everything wrapped up in season one. So Emma can go approach the water and Piper does not jump out of the lake and attack like, her. Like Jason Voorhees. That would have been great. That's what, that, even if it was a hallucination, I think that episode needed that. Yeah, it gave it a little life. Like We see the killer briefly on the shore, yep. but he's not there. It's a hallucination or she's no. not there. But um, instead of a horror film, this turns into a porno. Yeah, because after it's established, okay, no one's here. Piper's gone. Em and Kieran are going to go have sex in his car. With the music perfectly timed, perfectly placed. It's it's like, it's not R&B. It's not like 90s R&B, but it's, it's, it's modern music. But it has like a... Romantic. A, it has like a romantic like base to it that like as soon as it dropped... Any and all seriousness out of that scene was completely removed. So we have suspenseful music, like, what's going to happen at the dock? Okay, cool, we're good. Emma stands up, looks at Kieran. Instant, like, romance music, and then they're banging in the truck. What if trauma gets her horny? Well, good news for Kieran. Yeah, good news for Kieran. She's got a lot of trauma. Yeah. 
So Noah interviews Eddie. And he says, I saw Piper staying at the motel. She stayed here a few times. She was One time she was arguing with another woman. And before he can say who it was, it's implied to be Audrey, by the mm-hmm. way. She gets called. And at first we think it's the killer. It's the, it's the MTV ghost face voice. Like saying, hey, I'll cut your intestines out if you tell him anything. Kind of stuff. And then it turns out it's Audrey using the voice changer app. <laughs> this was fun. This is probably my favorite part of the episode. It's fun. But, like, if you're tracing phone calls here to, like, avoid suspicion, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know what? Red threatening people, rule four, don't be a menace, Audrey. Yeah, don't be a menace. Don't, don't do that. Uh, so Eddie is going to back down and be like, you know what? Never mind. I, I, I don't remember correctly. Anyway, you, the interview's over. Bye, Noah. But the one thing he did say off screen is that the motel has a storage unit where they put stuff that like guests leave behind, and he suspects Piper might have left some stuff behind that got put in there. And somehow, for the next day, Noah has permission to go check out this storage unit. So the next morning, that's his plan. He's going to go open yeah. it. I don't know how any of that works. How do you have permission to go do that, dude? Because he can freaking do anything. He's Noah. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's been able to do anything this entire series. What I'll say about with Audrey, what she's doing here, like Noah is your best friend. If you can get a jump on him not suspecting you as the killer, which is definitely going to happen this season at some point, like he's going to suddenly turn on her and that's going to be their whole character. If this this is your chance to be like, hey, by the way. Yeah, she should tell Noah. He can help you get this out of is, this situation. This possibly. is the context. Don't worry about it. And then we can go from there. Yeah, and figure this out. And figure this out. Find not, the real accomplice. Not trying to hide it, because he's going to keep getting further and further down this information hole, and he's going to figure it out. She says it in the episode, because Noah's last name is Foster, and she says, you know, Foster's going to foster. Yes, he is. He's going to keep doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Just tell him. Get him on your side. Get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. She's going to meet up with him as he's leaving the motel, and he's going to tell her all this, like, hey, you want to come like film the reveal of when I open the storage unit tomorrow? She's like, yeah, sure. I'm definitely not going to sneak in the middle of the night and go check it out myself beforehand. Because she's going to do everything she can this season to avoid people suspecting her, and all she's going to do is create evidence. Yep. So Emma and Kieran get back to Kieran's house, and Tina reveals, like, hey, by the way, Maggie, Maggie dropped by to suggest Kieran comes live with you guys. That's not going to happen. Eli and I are going to move here and just keep an eye on you. And they're like, we have to do right by my, my deceased brother. No, they're just like opportunists. Yeah, they're going to like literally take advantage of the house and just like be rats. <laughs> Basically, yes. Emma, she's going to walk home because she feels safe now. Horror movie's over. Oh, wait, she's getting followed by the creepy blue car. Eventually, like she lo- looks back and this car is slowly driving behind her. With, with the, the lights off. Lights off and it's nighttime. Which is creepier than when the lights are on. Rule one, Emma, you were in a horror movie. She freaks out when the lights come on. Yep, the lights turn on. And she's on a road, so like, yeah, you're, <laughs> get off of the road. Maybe there's a car trying to drive in your way. Yeah, yeah, or the, one that, that's trying the, to run you down. But the fact that the lights are off is way creepier, and the fact that her dad is driving so slow and not like rolling down his window and saying, hey, Emma, like, yeah, say something. Say something, don't chase your daughter rule four don't be a menace for kevin uh emma's dad who uh, we did see last season in a hallucination this is the first time we've seen him for real but emma does run away rule 28 run bitch run run bitch run and she cuts off the road through a park rule 27 don't run in a straight line spread out it'll confuse him by running a serpentine pattern he's incapable of rapid course correction Everyone. If this had been the killer, probably would have tried to run her down with the car. 
She yeah, does not although do the that. the geography of where this car comes from when it does pull up to her, I'm like, wait, what? Wait, how did that get there? Like, how did he get from there to there? It makes no goddamn. The sense. cut is so strange because she gets to a different road and then he pulls yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, he gets out of the car. It's her dad. Yeah, and he's just like, hey. I feel like I should be here for you, probably, because, you know, I'm your dad. And this is not the way to do it. And, yeah, uh, I'm here. Like, I forget that he was just a hallucination yeah. the last time. So, like, him showing up now is like, well, it's not a hallucination now, for sure. Yeah. Like, I feel like we can, we can, we can, even if she was hallucinating a whole fucking car, like, it just, contextually, for this season, it makes sense for him to come back. Although, the way he's doing it is terrible. Creepy. Even if you had issues with your former wife and with your daughter and you don't trust that they're gonna like be on your side or whatever try yeah like knock on their door see how they're doing if they turn you away then maybe try to find you know if you really have to and if you really feel like being a creep at least let them know that you're there so that they're aware that you know you're trying to get a hold of them yeah send them like a card like hey here's my address Here's my phone number. If you don't want to talk, fine. If you do, great. And just like go find a place to stay in town or nearby. And then wait it out. And if they do, they do. And if they don't, they don't. But yeah. like the worst thing that you can do is scare them. Yeah. You know, you have responsibility. This is your fucking kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, rule number three is do your damn job. And I count like parents, your jobs, take care of your kid. Kevin, fuck you. Do better. Yeah. And I feel like this is also if it doesn't lead to anything in the investigation, this is a storyline that I would just rather excise from this entire season. Right. It just doesn't feel like it needs to be here unless he is important. Important. For the season. Yeah. yeah. So then we get kind of an ending montage where Noah's going to speak through his podcast. That that doesn't matter. But Brooke, she's going to go to Jake's. No one's there. Emma is going to tell her mom, dad's back. And then Audrey is going to sneak into the storage facility, somehow know which unit it is. Which doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Opens the right unit, and inside there's a bunch of air fresheners and Jake's body. And on the body is a note basically like, hey, I'm just finishing what you started, Audrey. So Audrey's basically like walked herself into a trap, potentially. Like she played herself like right into this killer's hands by going yeah. here. That's not great. She went here on her own and is potentially, you know, this is this is where the episode ends. We get a little cliffhanger. This could be a trap set by the killer. Stupid. I think this is a case of Rule 32 is play stupid games and win stupid prizes. Yeah, and this is a She's playing the long game. Yep. We will see if she wins a stupid prize here, but this is not great. This is very bad for Audrey. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, that's a, a quick one. Not a ton happens here. Yeah, not a ton happens. A lot of rule breaks. Some yeah. good rule follows, though. Some okay rule follows, but like most of the characters, I feel break rules yeah in in ways that like it's never gonna pay off for them especially because this is this cast's last season and maybe they didn't know that at the time but like they did not i don't believe because this there's a little bit of a setup for like a season three for this this cast are we not gonna get conclusion for for this storyline we're gonna get it mostly wrapped up there's like one thread Uh, that isn't get wrapped up okay okay great yeah it'll all be worth it i'll be worth it a hundred percent Okay. We got to jump into some killer watch with Jacob. Um, Okay. So here's my thinking on this is that we are too early in the season to make any concrete guesses because I don't feel like everybody's been introduced yet. Mm -hmm. I also feel like some of the new characters this time got the shaft from the last episode with Eli and his mom. I mean, I'd obviously I'd buy more Eli than his mom, but they just got there. And so it doesn't really make a lot of sense. 
I've mentioned, I, th- I think the last episode I had mentioned Kieran again and Zoe, but it part of me is, is not entirely sold on the Kieran idea just because we're still so early. And I was only going based off of episode by episode. Mm-hmm. And we can only go with the characters that I have at my in front of me. Mm-hmm. There's avenues where this could go down. I think that her dad being a killer as someone that she learns to sympathize with throughout the season and then finds out that, oh, no, he actually, through, like, Brandon James' jealousy, is actually the killer or something like that. It's like a nice reverse on Scream being Sydney's dad, being the suspected killer, and then showing that he's just a bound hostage or whatever. So, like... I could see that if they are going to introduce that storyline, that's the only way that it would make sense for it to wrap up in like a, a way that isn't a waste. Cause I feel like a lot of the emotional beats of this, her dad coming back into her life story, it's just going to, you just kind of know where it's going to go. He's either going to die or they're just going to make up and that's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so if I'm, I'm hoping that if he is indeed the killer, then we can just enjoy that as the uh, conclusiveness of these of the season one, season two, his inclusion in season one feeling a little bit more like important, sure. I guess. See, I, I still don't, I don't know about what's his name, Gustav. Uh, Stavo. Stavo, just because from the first episode, it would be a little too obvious for him to be him just because he's that first character that's introduced. Zoe had almost nothing to do with yeah, this episode, so seen. I have nothing to go off of with her. So, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just going to, I'm going to change it to say that I hope that it's her dad. Okay. And that's it. Sure. Like, I might have a completely different opinion next time. I'm Because there there are so many episodes in this. Not yep. not so many, but, like, enough where it's, like, I can't... Yep. By now. Like, the, what, Piper was introduced... Second episode. Second episode. Yep. Yeah, um, of the last season that had less episodes, so... And, and we have ten left of this. Yeah, I still feel like we're going to get more characters coming in. I'm not entirely so... It, it all depends on, like, what people's roles are going forward because if they are minor like let's say eli scene it was just that one scene and then never again <laughs> like a one scene wonder or something That'd like be that so dumb. it would be so dumb but like it would just be like someone approaching emma that knows her and is just giving her more like stress sure just a random random background character but with him being introduced i feel like just with him and his mom i don't see them being they're, they're too suspicious now yeah i'll just say her her dad. We'll just say her dad. Okay. I don't know. Sounds good. Uh, no new rules. Let's get into the awards. First, we have the Randy Meeks Merit Badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules. Of course, based off Randy from Scream. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Who are you thinking? Do we give it to Emma this time? I think so, because I really liked how she just got the hell out of the house at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, because she didn't do anything wrong. No, really. She should have been at the house, but that was last time. Yeah, that was last time. I and like how she ran away from the car in the chase sequence at the end. Yeah, she's really just... thing about Emma in this episode is that it's not necessarily so much that she's following or breaking rules. She's just running away from people that are trying to, like, scare her. Yeah, so it's like, what else, are she, what else is she supposed to do? I'm good with Emma. Yeah. I feel like she had a good episode, one of her stronger ones. Yeah, and everybody else just didn't do enough. You know, maybe quick honorable mention to Brooke for also just running out of the house at the beginning. Yeah, but I almost want to give Brooke the other award, sure. too, just for being so stupid with her obviously dead boyfriend. You're right. <laughs> so that's actually Emma uh, and uh, the actress Willa Fitzgerald's second time winning the Randy Merit Badge. Yeah. Randy Meeks Merit Badge. We've done this before. Congratulations. She joins the ranks. Maybe you'll even out. Of fellow actresses Adrian King, Niv Campbell, and Daniel Harris. 
Tracy Middendorf, and Sigourney Weaver, as well as the characters of Sidney Prescott, Tommy Jarvis, Andy Barkley, Maggie Duvall, and Dana Barrett as having won the Randy Meesmer badge twice. Congratulations. Congrats. <laughs> you know, you could be a little more sincere. It's a big deal. It's a prestigious award. She, well, I mean, I, I hate to say that she didn't. She didn't earn this. She just won it out of out default. of out of default. Yeah, she had a good episode. It was fine. All right, let's move on to Night of the Living Pleb, which goes to the character who did the worst job at following the rules. Of course, based off Barbara from Night of the Living Dead. Who do you have for this one? They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Well, as I mentioned, there was Brooke, there was Emma's dad, but mm-hmm. like. Audrey's kind of sticking out like a sore thumb yep. here. Dishonorable mention for sure to Emma's dad for yeah. just being a menace. But yeah, Audrey... Because Emma's dad isn't like in a horror movie no. yet. He's and just so he's not surviving anything. He's just being stupid. Yep. I think like, it's got to fall Maybe Audrey. a little more so than... Maybe being like weirdly suspicious more so than Eli and his mom. Sure. But like it feels wrong to give it to him unless we were so out of options. Yeah. But Audrey's actually doing a lot of really bad things here. She threatened a guy. That, that could implicate herself even more. Yeah. And then she doesn't tell Noah. And then she's going to go to a creepy storage unit in the middle of the night. And it might be a killer's trap for all we know. Right. Killer was certainly there. <laughs> he was at one point. Unless like squirrels got to Jake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and ripped open his intestines. <laughs> this is her first time winning Night of the Living Club. Mm-hmm. She had a good run. What are we on in the 12th episode overall before she wins it? So, All right. Well, that is the end of episode two of Scream Psycho. That's done. Uh, Congrats. We finished Psycho. <laughs> the first time we get to say that on the podcast. <laughs> so we're going to move on to episode three. That'll go on the wheel next, uh, which is called Vacancy. That's a movie, too. Yep. Every single one of these episode titles is, out, is a movie. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a very, like, you're really reaching for titles here, though, like... Vacancy to... is somehow has a, a sequel, Which but I've like seen. it's okay. But like, like I had to be like, who is in that again? <laughs> Luke <laughs> Wilson and Kate Beckinsale. Like you'd think that if you're basing a season based off of a horror titles, that they'd all be like really standout, familiar like ones that everybody knows. But like Vacancy is just this random thriller from 2007 yep. that like did okay. Uh, I like it. It's, it's been reserved. Uh, for the podcast, Jake yeah. Johnson reserved it. It's crazy. Like, no shade on that movie. It's just yeah, like... It's a good movie. It's just like, who remembers it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a ge- our generation, though. Like, that was in either junior high yeah, or so in high movie. school when those movies came out. So, like, we were very aware of them. And everyone else around us, like, whatever, if they're too young or too old, it, it has already completely disappeared sure. from, from consciousness. So, they, you know, they try to be thematically relevant in some capacity, each title. I think a couple will surprise you because there's a couple of obscure ones. One of them I think you're going to be really happy with that I got a title drop. Oh, okay. So, leave that. That's a deep tease. Who knows when we'll get to that one. Oh, <laughs> it's not Halloween, is it? Uh, Halloween is not the one I think <laughs> you're going to appreciate. But that's the Halloween episode. Yeah, the, Hall- the two-part Halloween special is titled Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Vacancy, the third episode of the season, is okay. on the wheel. So here's what's on there today. We have Carrie, It from 2017, A Quiet Place 2, Tremors 5, Bloodlines, Cult of Chucky, Psycho 2, Scream Season 2, Episode 3, Vacancy, and Ghostbusters 2016. Jacob, spin the wheel! Okay, we got Tremors 5, Bloodlines. This is where the Tremors series takes a step or two 
down in quality. I still enjoy Tremors 5 because Michael Gross is great. Jamie Kennedy is going to join the franchise. Randy Meeks himself. Scream alum. Yep. Randy Meeks is teaming up with Burt Gummer in Tremors 5. It is an okay movie. It's got great CGI. Okay. Like Dune? Yeah. Yeah. Very (laughs) Dune-esque. Very Dune? Very Dune-esque. So we'll be doing Tremors 5 Bloodlines next with my dad. Well, congrats, Todd. You get to enjoy another round of this uh, wonderful series that definitely never dips in quality. I'm totally tarnishing Tremors for him because he'd only ever seen the first one. Before I've only the seen the first one. You know what? The first four are awesome. Let me take a dip. Five, six, seven are okay. I've seen Tremors and I've seen both Dunes, and that's and 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 then I've seen the um, Alaskan Bullworm episode of SpongeBob, and that's that's it for giant worm movies. You can add two, three, and four into there. Oh, what does does the Sarlacc count? <laughs> yeah, we can. It's more we, of an octopus. But, yeah, you know, Star Wars episode six. We'll or throw or it in a there. Venus flytrap. We'll we'll throw it in there. Mm-hmm. All right, so Tremors five will be next. That'll be fun. Jacob, thanks for doing this. My pleasure. <laughs> that sounded sarcastic. Um, do you want to plug anything? Twitter, Letterboxd at Jacob Colness, J A K O B K O L N E S S. And don't forget uh, for the holiday season to buy Jacob's book. Oh yeah, um, I have a book. Uh, it's called Broken Silence. It's on Amazon. Look it up by my name and the title of the book, and you should find it, and you should buy it, you should read it. It's not Christmassy at all, but nope. it it is a book but that you could buy. But for those of you who don't like the Christmas season and want to do something more Halloween instead, mm-hmm. buy and read Jacob's book. Okay. And you can follow us on Twitter at, at HowToHorror. That's how the number two horror. All right. This has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast. Stay safe out there. Uh, uh.